0: Believe in yourself. Believe in your body. Rock, rock, rock. It's the Self-Esteem Party. Everyone, welcome to the Self-Esteem Party Podcast. I'm your host, Alana Johnson, and with me as always is producer slash husband slash roommate, Norm Sousa. Norm, how you doing?
1: My coffee's empty.
0: <laughs> I try to
1: do a sip gag like I normally do and too is, empty. there's no coffee in there.
0: Here's the thing you guys. Normally we start this podcast checking in with you Norm. Okay. And seeing how you're feeling and a bit of a, a brief update and then we get into the guest. Oh but wow, okay. I'm too excited to sit on this any longer.
1: Who's the guest? You.
0: Me. After all this time, three years, I've never had you on as a guest. because just the Patreon. Just the Patreon for the monthly check-in, but I've never had you on in this banter, but not a guest guest. And I'm so excited for this episode because we really got into it, Mm -hmm. absolutely went deep, to the point where you told me some things I didn't even know. Yeah. Just, Which is crazy.
1: We ended up talking about like... Um, Childhood a Just a
0: huge
1: broad strokes recap of... of you. My life, I guess. Yeah.
0: yeah. So I'm so excited for the episode. Norm, is there any disclaimers you need to give or is there anything that you need to um, warn people of?
1: Yeah, I guess if my dad is listening to this, uh, you don't come up very well. (laughs) If my sister is listening to this, uh, I do mention that you are nuts. (laughs) Uh, No mention of my brother.
0: (laughs) No need. No need. (laughs) Uh, I'll say this. I've been in a bit of the pits lately. There's no question about it. But the couple of victories, the turnaround of a couple gigs and stuff like that Mm -hmm. helps boost the mood. Um, yeah, you got a bunch
1: of stuff popping up. I got out. a
0: bunch of stuff popping up, so that's been really nice. Still a bit of a roller coaster in the quiet moments in the morning. Mm-hmm. I often, when I get upset, I'm feeling it in the morning.
1: This is, But this conversation that we're about to have is mostly about how uh, I don't. I'm not, I don't let the highs get too high, and I don't let the lows get too low, right? Basically, yeah, but
0: you being so summary. unresponsive really helps me to be able to express myself and have room for that. Oh, good. So I do appreciate, even though I'm down in the dumps, not once have you been like, "Cheer up, Elena," or something fucking annoying like that.
1: Oh no, yeah, yeah. So
0: thank you so much for giving me that room.
1: Yeah, life's a drag sometimes. Thank you. <laughs> sometimes it's the fucking blues.
0: Sometimes it's a blast, but um. I'm so excited that we got to talk. I can't believe I waited this long.
1: Yeah, we don't need to do a longish intro because no. we both we basically just talk for 45 yeah. minutes. Yeah,
0: anything popping off? Anything that you need to to mention?
1: <sighs> we got a record. Finally, got a record player. The ones <gasps> we that we had were player. broken.
0: And I've been on a hot streak of live shows.
1: That's right. That's I all. I think that's
0: those are the updates.
1: Yeah, we had friends over for dinner the other night. Oh,
0: my God. It was so much fun. We got I toasted. too
1: much meat. Oh, my God. I so got much
0: nice meat. Drinks. We were giving so away meat. You had to see all the meat.
1: Yeah, Julie and Matt O'Brien. Have you had them on the- Of course,
0: and the Patreon. Love them both. Great. How can I not? Shall we get to it? I think
1: we should. We're just yeah. going
0: to keep it brief? Let's do it. Yeah. All right, everybody, please help me welcome quite possibly my favorite guest ever- Norm Sousa right him. after this break. He's so good. It's a self-esteem party. It's a self-esteem party. Norm, welcome to the Self-Esteem Party podcast that I force you to do. How you doing?
1: <laughs> great to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs>
0: I know what you're thinking, everybody. Hey, didn't I just hear this fool in the intro? Uh, yeah, you did. And we love him so much, we had to put him right back on. See,
1: now we're just breaking the magic because we haven't actually recorded that part yet.
0: Norm, everybody knows we record after. Okay. (laughs) Okay, Norm, scale of 1 to 10. In terms of your self-esteem, how you feeling? (laughs)
1: Um... Uh, it's funny, because just before you we recorded, you went to go close the door a little bit for the dog, and immediately, like, what was it, two seconds before you hit record, the dog <laughs> just came in. nails just dragging on the floor. Um, <clears throat> in terms of my self-esteem, how I feel?
0: Uh, yep, that is the question uh, that I say, ask every week.
1: <laughs> I'd say I'm at about a six.
0: Hot damn! Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Feeling good. Yeah, good. Okay, is this just today, or is this the last little bit? Um,
1: well, because uh, we
0: haven't spoken in a week, we only talk in the podcast intro, and that's it.
1: Well, we also have the the you, the check in on the Patreon.
0: That's right. This so is we,
1: kind of like a, a, we, speak a <laughs> yes, <and then laughs> we speak once a we week showcase for that.
0: Yes, and then we speak once.
1: We do not speak in the house at all.
0: <laughs> no, we don't. And guys, check out the Patreon. It is sensational.
1: Yeah, you're gonna love it. Um, do you? Are you? Yeah. Um,
0: are people gonna love it yes
1: yeah 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 norm well you have people like old guests come back on returning
0: guests yes that come back on and we we check up from when we last had them and see where everybody's at and then
1: you and I chat once a month
0: and then we chat once a month so we chat exactly five times a month
1: exactly (laughs) exactly
0: But you're at a six, news to me.
1: Well, you know, we've been having conversations recently that it's been like, uh, putting, you know, putting your current situation in perspective. You know what I mean?
0: Oh my God. We, we have been in that. Yeah. We've been making a couple comparisons lately, not our like, you know, or we're being compared or whatever. And, uh. I will say this, you realize we do not have it as bad as we sometimes think we do.
1: No, and I tend to be a bit of a grass is always greener, so I'm a bit of a blah in the moment, but um in the past couple of weeks we, you know, we've been just talking a lot and it's like it is true. Like if you look around, you're like, "Oh, wait, actually, this is the best situation I've ever been in." <laughs> you
0: know what? It's so crazy because I had um I had caught up with a friend and I felt they're not in the best position. Mm-hmm. And I felt really bad for them. and no, I You were was feeling telling, in the pits for a bit. I was feeling in the pits for a bit, but I, I felt bad for this friend. And it was so interesting because Jackie, former guest, current friend, mm-hmm. Jackie was like, this coming from you? And mm-hmm. I was like, what is she talking about? And she was like, Alana, all the family drama? And I was like, oh, yeah. But that's the perspective thing where I'm like, yeah, but at least I had family support. And at least I had a partner support me and really good friends. So I'm like, I guess I just saw this other person. I won't name names, but DM me and I will. But I guess I saw this other person um, alone in their suffering. Mm -hmm. And that really bummed me out. I felt bad. You
1: know, um, shitty shitty things happening or uh, having a rough go. It isn't a, like a competition. It's like it's not no. it's not a race. So.
0: No, of course not. But you can't help but like compare it to yourself being like, whoa, I got to change how I'm looking at things.
1: Oh, yeah. It, it's mean, like a
0: positive to make that change.
1: Yeah, watch the news. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> it's like, which
0: we do. Yeah, I
1: watch the news and it, it puts things in perspective quite well. It's Immediately. Like, yeah, there are people who are, like, driving their car on drugs who, like, drive off the highway and into a house. It's like, at least that's not me.
0: But I will say this. I have been in the pits lately, but I think you're doing great. Really? You've done a great job spearheading deposit <laughs> I'm positive. surprised. Wow. I'm very surprised, too. But you have done a great job spearheading the calm and cool of the household. Oh. And I feel like what you have done amidst my down is maintained a neutral because if it was if you were on an up it's gonna make me if you were like well my life's great and this, this, and this, and come on, Atlanta, cheer up. That right. would be really fucking annoying. No, that sucks, yeah. So what you've done is been a really good listener, but still continuing on with your thing by setting a good example. So yeah. you've done both.
1: I've also like never really behaved in a way where anything that good happens to me is all that special.
0: Now, have you always been that way? <laughs> I think we, so. I mean, we've known each other, oh my God.
1: Yeah, a long tw- time. 14
0: years or something Sh- like that?
1: 2005, maybe? Yeah.
0: Yeah, so a long time. yeah. I'm embarrassed. What was that, like 17 years I got to make some new friends.
1: Yeah, eight, 17 years, maybe 16 years. Ew. Yeah, too, too long.
0: <laughs> but, so I've known you for that chunk, and and we have established, we saw each other at each other's lowest in our 20s. Like oh, when we sure. saw the biggest of a mess.
1: If there's anyone in their 20s listening right now, this is your lowest, probably.
0: You have hit an all-time low. DM yeah. me.
1: Unless you're some, like influencer on tiktok and then this is the peak of your life even
0: that after the 30 second video what does anyone care about you oh my god that that reeks but you've always been this way yes
1: I think so I mean because you
0: were when I knew you back in Toronto
1: yeah I just think like um any like accomplishment or goal that I achieved was just like a step towards what I actually wanted not knowing kind of what was at the end of that anyway Mm -hmm. but um yeah anytime like I think the entertainment business kind of put me through the ringer a bit, too, where, you know, I was kind of just lost in the whole thing. I was like when I first started, I was kind of okay at everything. Yeah. And then, um, you know, I greedily... Uh, greedily yeah yeah whatever uh uh selfishly and and you know and i needed money so i quickly turned to like commercials for example
0: well that i mean that's the hot spot in toronto
1: yeah that's that's how you buy a house how you make a lot of your living exactly so i was like i need to start making money so then i but then booking a commercial like, I guess the first time I booked a commercial in Canada, like, my agent, who was Paula McNamara at the time. We got
0: my, her. We will name names, it turns out.
1: I don't think it was... I don't even think she's an agent anymore, but um, it was, like, this kind of, like, this big celebratory moment and stuff like that, and I just didn't really... I mean, I played along, mm-hmm. but I, I just didn't think it was that big a deal, Um and again like throughout my entertainment like you know you get jobs and people call you on the phone and they have this great thing that's Mm -hmm. happening and uh it never really did it for me
0: okay but can i ask a more personal question yeah
1: shoot I'm the guest here. Yes,
0: you are. <laughs> how, but you know, everybody has their limits as to how much they'll talk about. Sure. But my question would be this. So right now you're talking about the not being phase in the comedy successes, which is smart on your part. Right. It's okay to get excited if you want, but it can you can really be let down when things don't work out and it can break your fucking heart. So yeah, it's yeah. like, you gotta you got walk that fine line. But what I wanna know is, was it always this way? I'm talking like your childhood, teenage, where you always kind of low-key like playing things down because of what the situation in your house was or is yeah. that like did you get that from a parent like what
1: uh that's a good and question I, I
0: genuinely don't know the answer to this actually
1: well you know i'm the youngest
0: yes the baby
1: yeah and the golden boy, an older brother and the oldest sister mm-hmm. um <clears throat> yeah and i was pretty i guess being the youngest like your parents have already like <laughs> you know not everything is a celebration that you do cuz they've kind of already <laughs> did it. it with the with their two <laughs> older siblings, right? But also like by the time I was like youngish and aware, mm-hmm. you know, my dad was like an alcoholic and my mom worked really hard and no one's really ever around. Yeah. So I don't even think there was an opportunity to, and I was a bit of a loner. I think I had a couple friends on the street,
0: and stuff but your like friends that. were all older, so you weren't in the same class. Yeah, is the my, problem.
1: It, yeah, well, that that happened in like that happened in like grade six or seven. Yeah, because like they were my, graduating. Yeah, yeah, I was well. Yeah, my my classmates like turned their they were like mean to me for some reason. They like collectively thought I was lame or something out of nowhere. So, but I was friends with the grade ahead anyway. I mean, I personally I didn't really give too much of it. You know what I mean? At first I was devastated. Yeah. But um but I also think like my dad was like at home the home situation was so bizarre that like yeah. I don't I don't want friends to come over, you know what I mean or anything that's like That's going
0: to make you more of a loner. Yeah, and if you if you can't have people over.
1: Noise was a problem, so I was always really quiet, you know what I mean, cuz yeah. if anything like was too loud or ruffled my dad's feathers, he'd have a fucking conniption.
0: But that's so interesting because I look at celebration of something as a loud activity to right. be like, yay, we did it. So what I'm hearing right now is that you didn't even have room to celebrate because you had to tiptoe around your house Yeah, yeah. and your, your mom, who was so great, is busy working, so she can't be there. Right. I'm sure she would have loved to, but she can't be there. She's so busy.
1: And even like, uh, she got sick mm-hmm. in when I was going into grade nine. <gasps> And then she passed away in grade 10.
0: Oh, so young. Oh, my God.
1: And at that point, it's like, I didn't care about... I was the valedictorian of my elementary school and my high school. Really? Yeah. And it was none of it... I think
0: I tell people I was, but I don't have a recollection of nah, proof.
1: Then you weren't. <laughs> <laughs> and then you definitely were not. Uh, so, like, I was at school. Yeah. I was like... You know, I also probably because there was, like, a sense of freedom there. You know, I remember, like, when I was super young, maybe not super young, but um not in high school yet. My dad was, like, uh having a stupor or whatever, and he had to go to rehab. And he, like, we took him to, like, you know, shoelaces out spot, whatever, wow. soft room, whatever. And yeah, I came yeah. home, and I was just like, I can
0: scream. <laughs> uh, that... So I can't I cannot relate to that. My right. neither one of my parents struggled with um, alcoholism or any of that stuff. Um and I'm lucky they've had their health, but I I will say this. I, I even if I felt the shift when one parent wasn't home, mm-hmm. where I, I can't imagine what it was for you. Where your right. house was like hindered more of you than mine did.
1: Right. So like, you know, they no one looked at my if I had a good test I guess you yeah. know what I mean or something like that yeah. like you know after graduation or whatever we didn't go for dinner or anything yeah. like that and we just yeah, went home. It's, and it's watched weird. TV. I get more
0: excited about your accomplishments and achievements than you do. Like right, your job. Well, is We never
1: did anything. for You them.
0: never did anything for it, and it's so funny because all I ever want to do is pop champagne and celebrate. Just so everybody knows champagne's my favorite alcohol because it reeks of celebrations.
1: It does. That's the taste, actually.
0: (laughs) The taste is reek. (laughs) Yeah, so
1: I guess, yeah, I just didn't, we didn't, like, I guess when I was super young, one time I was, there was, like, this, like, um, Remembrance Day, which is, I guess, Veterans Day in in the United States. Ah, yeah. And there was, like, a drawing contest, and I, like, drew, like, a a soldier or something like that, and, like, my dad was, like, proud of it, and he, like, brought it to work. That was probably the only time. Wow. Yeah, where I was, like, yeah, 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 where I was, like, oh, this is something I did that was good and I can feel good about, because it's getting, like... It's getting buzz. (laughs) It's buzz. (laughs) It's drawing idea. It's getting buzzed around the office and and
0: around yeah, around your dad's office. Everybody was really flipping out for the soldier.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, but yeah, other than that, I guess like in general, growing up, there wasn't it wasn't really reward based at all. You know what I mean? It was like it is what it is. (laughs) You know, move on.
0: Well, it also seems like you know your mom was such a kind soul and and not that's not just you telling me that that's all your relatives in portugal it was like everybody was talking about your mom Oh,
1: people liked her yeah people people (laughs) loved her (laughs) yeah so
0: after she passed was it just like if you already didn't have the celebration thing because she was she was busy but it's like after she passed was it just like fucking shit hit the fan
1: yeah it was tough because my sister was um
0: and your siblings are far older than you.
1: Yeah, they're that, all... That matters. My sister is four or five, six, seven years older, and my yeah. brother is four years older. That's
0: an, that's an age difference enough that they are leaving the house years before you.
1: Right, right. So my brother, I guess, was in you know uh, last, his last year of high school, I guess, when my mom was sick, and then he was already out in yeah. college and or university and stuff when... Uh, I think he went to York University, but... Um, oh,
0: so it's just you and your dad in the house.
1: Oh, it was the worst. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, when my mom died, I was just like, well, f- you know, first of all, it was like emotionally devastating. And if I was quiet and didn't do much before at home, I certainly did not do anything. <laughs> um, and it was quite terrifying, uh, especially when I was like, basically, I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? How am I going to eat? <laughs> you know, yeah. what am I going to do for... So I was just starting, like I had a part-time job, I was working at Canadian Tire, which oh,
0: is Oh, like, guys, if you don't know what Canadian Tire is, it's Canada's priceless Home Depot.
1: Yeah, it's it's like a it's like if, well, Walmart if it didn't sell groceries and more was just like sporting goods. And we have Canadian Tire
0: where, money, it's special money yeah. for Canadian Tire, like you know a bill will be five cents.
1: Do you know that's printed by the Canadian Mint?
0: Wow, really? Are they still doing it?
1: Yeah, I, no, I don't think. Now it's just like a points card. I think. Oh, like that's that, a nightmare. They stopped taking the money. The money was cash. the
0: best. Your wallet would be nice and thick with it. Yeah,
1: because every bill was like twenty five cents. My
0: dad, not even twenty five cents. What I wouldn't give for twenty five cents, Bill. Yeah, twenty five. cents My dad cents was a big would one. give me the Canadian Tire money, and I was walking around like I owned that fucking town.
1: Yeah, tough. So rich. I was at a, a kid's birthday one time, and. Uh, his, his like, aunt was, like, super Portuguese and gave him, like, $25, but it was 25 cents from Canadian <laughs> Tire. It was devastating for them.
0: <laughs> Speaking of devastating, so yeah. your mom's gone, your dad's a fucking nightmare, you don't know what you're going to do, you're screwed.
1: Well, you know, that was, a. I mean, the the that whole time is, like, I have recollection of it, it's all very blurry, but uh, I was very quiet through the whole thing, Ugh. trying to stay under the radar for the most part. Didn't like the attention very much. Yeah. And, well, it's uh, like
0: negative attention reminding you of this terrible thing. It's
1: everyone patting you on the head and being like, good, good luck. Oh you know God, what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, God, I'm right. totally screwed. And um, I think there was a lot of, response, of pressure on my sister and my brother, too, I bet. And uh, Lord knows my dad was a fucking mess. We're allowed to swear on here, right?
0: Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> yes. Um,
1: yeah, he, he, he was like, he went into a bit of a stupor, a bit and also there was this weird thing that happened like (laughs) i don't make i don't make this entire thing about my dad but i tell you that when my mom passed away after the funeral or maybe it was before the funeral uh my dad's brother showed up to the door
0: (laughs) oh my god do you know the story no
1: so my dad I only
0: know the restaurant
1: that's the other brother
0: Okay, that's the other brother.
1: Which Which we can. can This is another story, but
0: okay, go on, because I don't know this.
1: So, my dad's all drama, right? You know this.
0: (laughs) People who don't know. This man has more enemies than people on the planet. Yeah. So, he's doubling up on one person as an enemy. That's how many enemies this man has.
1: And, like, now, now he's um, he's like Orson Welles. He's just a big, fat. Know it all asshole. Yeah. You know what I mean? But
0: a bit more of a softy. He more knows of a softie. he fucked up. You can tell. It's in his eyes.
1: Yeah, he remember when at the we had lunch in Portugal oh and God. he kind of like had that half apology kind he of thing.
0: Half apologized to you through me. Yeah. Like he turned to me and he was like, It was a bad time for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did it was a very dark time. And yeah. I was like, i uh-huh? And I turned around and I'd be
1: like, I can confirm.
0: Yeah. I was like, and I literally was sitting in between you two yeah. and Italina was across from me. Right. I was like, what the fuck? And we were about to catch a plane and we had been there for like eight days. And at the very last second he addressed it to me. right? And this is my first time meeting him. That was a wild trip. That's like 10 different stories.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. And listen, I'm really skimming over a ton oh, yes. of things. I know this. I mean, just not a very good. I, I just, I guess the main crux of like why I am like I am now, not celebrating victories stems from it not happening
0: well you weren't allowed to have one we
1: were not to have it yeah what's it? the
0: fucking victory your mom passed away when you were a kid what's the victory
1: yeah and I think by and
0: your dad sucked
1: when I was like my formidable years before high school everyone was busy or drunk or away yeah or there was a problem or there was you know someone was falling down the stairs or there was like you know we were hiding something or uh I had to uh, you know, walk home from karate practice because if, you know what I mean, or whatever. Well, at
0: least you could defend yourself that's if you right. attacked. That's
1: right. I was in the gi. So
0: actually that's good.
1: Right. <laughs> um But anyway. We'll, but we'll, your
0: brother, your dad's brother shows up at the door. Yes. Either before or after the funeral, so in the, and around there. There was some
1: issue between the, I, I'm not really privy to like all of this like drama that happened sure. before. But there was some issue that rumor has it was, you know, this or it could have been that between my Dad and his brother. My dad was the oldest. Okay. His brother that was, he has two, two brothers, the older of the two, who also moved to Canada. There was some spat between the two of them. I don't know if it was like, we, we used to be like next door neighbors. Oh, in like God. Rexdale. Yeah. And, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think my dad moved without saying something or my you know, my my uncle like called my mom and blamed him for being an alcoholic or something. Something happened. Something. Which you know, uh, which is a whole other story about my sister being all fucked up, but um the, there's always been a bit of diciness behind it. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mhm. Um but whatever. Uh it is what it is. And I think it had been 20 years since they had seen oh, each other or spoken God. to each other. Yeah. Yeah. No, it couldn't have been. Tw- it was at least 15. 50- How old was I?
0: After your my- mind, weren't you 15? I-, I was 15
1: in high school, grade 10. So maybe it was like 12 years. Okay. A, a decade for sure. Yes. And um, yeah, he like showed up to the door and there was like this like standoff. It was like super bizarre and weird. And um, what was said? I think it was like an apology. It was just a like you know, it was like you know you know in the Godfather two when they're doing like, you know it- Godfather 2 where shit's hit the fan and Michael has to do the like Supreme Court hearing oh yeah and then the um Pantangeline he's doing his thing and they bring the brother from Italy
0: yeah and he
1: like changes his story and and then the the whole case falls apart like I I think that's it's a situation where he didn't have to really say anything I think him showing up was like the The gesture the gesture yeah yeah yeah. it's all dramatic you know European shit I guess but which I never understood, but, um, in general with my dad's side of the family, it's all like, uh, you know, respect, vindictiveness, it's like.
0: But like, but, nobody says anything. No. It is so weird it's bizarre. with your dad's side of the family, because, well, first of all, I'll just clarify this. It's like a lot
1: of pride or something.
0: Yeah, when we, your family has always been very kind to me, so yeah. let's just clarify that. I have... I have not been a part of this. I'm not a casualty of this. And when we went to Portugal, well, via you translating. Right. It was like your your dad's side, so friendly, so great. Mm-hmm. But it's like your mom's side was just like warm. Warm and dying to see you. I like yeah. just couldn't couldn't even wrap my head around it. I was like, oh, it was like when I went to Syria with my mom and she showed up with a white husband and a white daughter and everyone was like what the fuck and like couldn't have celebrated more everyone was so excited right right <laughs> that my mom produced this
1: <laughs> yeah and it's not even all of my dad because my 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 aunt Norberta she's got that but yeah yeah I don't know she what she does it is. she's so friendly But But
0: anyway, so the gesture.
1: So that was a thing. And like, you know, basically my sister immediately decided to like, while my mom was still alive, to get engaged. You know what I mean? Yeah. To get married. So that, I don't know. She could see it maybe or something. Or know it's happening. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: There is definitely a timeline on stuff like that because it's like you want... If, if somebody's going to pass away regardless of the age whatever it's like you want them to feel the most happiest and confident and assured that everything's going to be gonna okay be fine. exactly yeah. so it's like of course
1: so so that was you know that and then it was like everything was just a blur yeah. you know like the night my mom passed away the funeral was a bit of a blur like of course norm my my you know my dad like I, I have no sense of time really in that point, but within the year my dad has had got, got remarried. Yeah. So there was that thing. And let, he, and
0: let me clarify, she's amazing. She's amazing. But the timeline is was very
1: dicey because he brought her to my sister's wedding.
0: Yeah, that was a power move and not a good one. <laughs>
1: very weird. But all of this very, stuff, very weird none of this had to do with me. I was in a blur. Yeah. Basically I had no idea what I was gonna do. No one really particularly cared. Yeah. What I was doing. This is
0: what I mean about the problem of your siblings being older than you. Why that yeah. age different matters.
1: So like, you know, I was, you know, humming and hawing, like slow to get my driver's license. But then I obviously ended up, you know, I think it was 17 or something. Like I, you, I, I, I Mine was
0: 19 it. and I lost it within six months.
1: Right, uh, And then didn't really know what I was going to do uh, in school. Yeah. Um, yeah. What was the like? Anyway, drinking. Yeah. Just drinking beer with my friends, playing cards, smoking pot.
0: That, which is, you know, at that age and, and yeah. we're so bored in our small towns. It's like, what the fuck else is there to do?
1: Right, right. In,
0: in between. And that's hard too because a couple of things. One, paying for school. Yeah. So money is well, always is not, something.
1: Canada is not that expensive. It's not
0: that expensive, but a couple grand a couple grand. That's mm-hmm. not for like, how old were you, 18, 19? It's yeah, like, but... that's a lot of money, Canadian Tire or not. I
1: think I <laughs> I think, uh, I think Humber was like three, $4,000 a Yeah, I
0: certainly like did that. not have $4,000 at the age no, of 19. No, no. <laughs> not even close. And I used to make $30 an hour teaching piano. That's I, right, you guys. I know piano.
1: I'm sure my dad fronted that money. I'm, I'm, I don't know for sure. Yeah. Um, doesn't really matter. Yeah. But um but yeah anyway throughout that entire time there's just like you didn't celebrate any victories or any birthdays we didn't celebrate christmas really we mm-hmm. sat down and had a quiet dinner you know what i mean yeah. for and a you long graduated
0: time. from school did you not what did you graduate from humber yeah 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 Yeah, that's like a big accomplishment to graduate from college
1: did not go to the ceremony
0: yeah that's a, that's great you see, yeah like that's, go. no fucking wonder why you are and don't take this description the wrong way i'm
1: gonna take offense
0: well a little more closed off
1: oh sure yeah because
0: nobody opened up anything to you so that's not to be rude like listen you have been in this relationship took a second for you to warm up emotionally (laughs) (laughs) as it does as it does for people to warm up and connect but it's like
1: i still have a problem with it
0: yeah cold as ice but this has been cold as ice (laughs) but this you have made such strides in Forcing yourself, like my family's very emotional. We chat about everything. You know this. Yeah. And you have made excellent strides in pushing yourself through the discomfort Mm -hmm. to express yourself or to take five seconds to be like, I guess that is a pretty big deal. Right. And you, even when we had started dating, what how long six years Some, something like that Six, seven. We oh started, 20, 2016 so six years
1: yeah yeah uh, it, was, it was around the election
0: around the election we voted for each
1: other we couldn't vote actually I mean, <laughs> okay we were but actually we
0: voted for each other horrified guys. at the
1: results I recall but.
0: voted for me everybody <laughs> and do it in the next election as well I
1: remember watching that with was Hampton there too in, in Georgia. Georgia and we were at your apartment in Lexington and uh, Trump won Pennsylvania and it was like I was like oh fuck and you were like well, what we could still I go nah I don't think so. <laughs> Georgia left.
0: She Georgia was, so, was upset. so upset.
1: She left. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, but,
0: but the point is, back to made, my problem. Yeah, you've made. Well, th- what I'm saying is not a problem. You've made excellent strides. I've mm. seen you do it. But it's like I am going to say this. That childhood trauma is there because right. it, it, it's just it's not okay. I know I said cold as ice. That was a joke. No,
1: no. I don't, but it was it was
0: certainly walls up. Yeah, and yeah. and big time. Sure. Oh my yeah. Still. Yeah. Still. Yeah. But. You know, even this conversation, you would not have had this with anybody. I don't know if you have it with anyone but me. So it's like you've done a you've done a good job pushing through and trying to open up.
1: Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'll mention it. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind casually. Yeah, casually. You don't dwell on <laughs>
0: on most things.
1: Well, that, this kind of ties back to the commercial and the, the the performing things, right? And and not celebrating a lot of these victories and stuff. It's like I've had so many you know you go to so many auditions which which are nightmares for yeah, the most really part are. for
0: your self esteem
1: yeah they're they're really really difficult and yeah. and they're really like emotionally draining and difficult like hard to you know you're putting yourself out there in the war, the most vulnerable way for a bunch of strangers to be like we hate your face and then yeah. you're like oh fuck so You know, I was pretty good at auditioning because because I think all that shit that I went through with like no one really paying attention or my dad being an alcoholic or Mm -hmm. I didn't really have a lot of structure in a, you know, uh, important time of my life, which didn't really even, you know, I think. I went into situations where I really had nothing to lose anyway, and that usually they was pretty that. good, and they, they love that. Because
0: you're bringing almost no energy, your face is completely deadpan, and they're like, this guy's got it all. Like, ser- right. like, remember when I was doing the commercial auditions out here, not getting anything, and then Jackie had to train me about my face and explain to me how much my face is moving. Right. And I had no fucking clue.
1: Well, you had this conversation with Pap Abbott and, and Lee Baratz, who you should have on the pod. But
0: um, I should, I love Lee.
1: But, uh, you know, and I also think I've had so many commercials that I've booked and then got dropped or it never got picked up or it was this or that, that I, I really don't. I think I only, I set myself up where I'm only really happy until the check comes in the mail. Yeah. And by that time I've forgotten. Yeah, you know exactly, I mean? so, exactly.
0: Which uh, is know. kind of a nice little treat to forget about a check and then be like, Oh my God. When it shows up.
1: Yeah. Oh, totally. But, you know, I still get excited and nervous for things, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But
0: you you certainly play it cool, not exterior, I'll tell you that much.
1: Yeah, I think think that's a survival mechanism, too. I mean, I was terrified when I first moved here. Um, Yeah. Because, you know, because this,
0: it's L.A. It's L.A. and it's Coming terrifying. Coming from Canada. Yeah, it's very, very different. And I
1: heard so many stories kind of growing up in, uh, you know, kind of being in my 20s in the Canadian comedy scene of people who came here and failed. And, you lim- know I mean? and had to go back. And had to go back. or
0: wa- Or not even came here and failed and had to go back quite simply wanted to yeah i know yeah. so many people in canada that were like fuck la man it wasn't even like oh, the industry they were like i hate it i don't want to live in america oh, i know yeah oh, it God. was like for some people it was like an overall
1: that really like because i feel like sometimes i feel handcuffed and yeah. like, i because i don't really particularly like the city
0: yeah but you married me and i became a citizen right right <laughs> and then we got a house so we can't fucking leave
1: <laughs> no no i like there's a lot of parts i like to it there is and, and- we
0: have good friends
1: that that's the
0: make or break is if you don't have that friend group you cannot survive in this city
1: no and i tried new york first mm-hmm. uh you know and that was a relationship that went bad but
0: cuz it wasn't with me la la
1: <laughs> um and uh but that town is that town I mean, there's no way. You have to be... Like, you know,
0: my problem I is... I feel like they
1: chewed me up and spit me out.
0: I don't know how anybody makes friends. And you're very interesting, and you're... Made, not to get off topic, but actually, this does have to do with what we've been talking about. Well, let's about.
1: transition and pivot.
0: Well, this kind of has to do with it because it's very interesting with you mm-hmm. because... And you know this... You come across as a little standoffish when meeting new people, but what you're doing is just paying attention and calculating your entrance into the conversation, but I can't help but feel all the stuff that we've been talking about with trauma and not getting excited, this and that, I feel like that's what comes across as standoffish is just you playing a cool Assessing a situation, yeah, because you're very good at taking in surroundings and being like, oh yeah, so and so, or oh this, and I was, I'm like, what? Like, I, I'm, you know me, I'm, I'm caught up in the night. I, I can't focus on anything.
1: I tend not to come in hot in yes, social that's situations. That's the
0: best way to say it. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah. I did just buy a t-shirt that says "coming in hot," but uh, in social situations, okay, I guess I'll
0: borrow it. Uh,
1: <laughs> in social situations, I certainly don't, and I think that's because a. Uh, I hate it when there's, you know, someone around who's coming in way too hot and, you know.
0: So I, essentially your wife.
1: No, that's fine because you have status, <gasps> right? But if some stranger, if I'm at some event and there's a friend of a friend or someone that I I don't know and they're way too much. Yeah. You know, I'm going to be like, I'm going to have a bad. So my first impression, especially with people who like, you know, when you're in L.A., you're meeting a ton of new people. Yeah. And you you and Anessa were doing, you know, UCB stuff all the time. And I was coming to shows and doing little guest body kind of quirky things. Yeah. And no one knows who the fuck I am. Didn't take... I took a couple of classes when I first got here. But that I abandoned pretty much immediately. Yeah. Never did Mod or never did Harold Knight or any of that stuff. And, you know, we would go out for drinks afterwards. What am I going to do? Come in as the guy who thinks he's funnier than all the people who just were performing? Oh, my God.
0: When I first moved nah. here and... I would go to Not Too Shabby, a show I ended up hosting, but I would go to Not Too Shabby, mm-hmm. and Holly and her group were performing there. And listen, these gals, super nice. Sure. Very friendly to me.
1: The get-go gals? Yeah,
0: very accepting. But when we'd go to the bar afterwards, because I went, I was like, okay, Lana, make friends. It would be me sitting alone. Right. Because, you know, they're all talking with their friends, and yes, you introduced me, but nobody actually has anything to say to me, and nobody knows me, like you're saying, where mm-hmm. you're like, who the fuck am I? And then eventually people just see you around enough that they're right. like, well, who is this? And maybe a little more curious.
1: Yeah. I'd rather be the guy who's like, um, who's there at the show and you say hi and you shake hands and then, uh, you, you know, everyone's like, oh, where did Norm go? And I'm just like drinking a beer somewhere else. Yeah. I'm the one that comes in hot and, it, yeah.
0: and leaves that way. Right. Usually right. on poor terms with somebody at the party.
1: Right, right. So I I don't want that. And also things are different for me here. I'm in a different situation than when when I was in you Canada. You are
0: you are doing your career here?
1: I've definitely pivoted. It's the exact
0: right. opposite of what it was because now you're in charge. And in Toronto, we were most certainly not in charge. Well, you were when you were head writer, but that was only for one specific show. Right. It wasn't like you were Running the gambit, giving people jobs in what position? No,
1: and so, neither one of us, nobody. You know, comedy bar, for example, which is a whole new chapter. Yes, you know, which is a whole. I feel like since uh, I think I said this to you the other night, since mm-hmm. high school, I've probably had like like seven, eight, like distinctively different situations. Oh
0: yeah, during sex, you said this. I thought norm yeah, focus. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, why did I whisper it to
0: you? Norm, stop whispering the seven to eight different situations. I've had multiple lives before you. Ew, ew, he's thrusting right now. Oh my god! Norm, I'm going to puke. It's too early in the morning. Stop.
1: It is quite early. Um,
0: <laughs> but yeah, seven, eight different situations. You've moved a bunch.
1: Moved a you bunch. You have.
0: I will say this about you as well. The relationships you've been in really took you in different directions like when you date a musician all of a sudden you're at more music shows when you date yeah, this yeah. person now you've moved to New York like and, and you're not the only one that that's happened with obviously
1: no and I've carried all of that these like you know quirks that I've gotten through mm-hmm. a bunch of like traumatic childhood experiences every single way yeah, <laughs> in yeah. some different iteration or form
0: but what you've done further in life is actually drop some of those as well
1: well it's a benefit right sometimes it can be like
0: you trust now you used to not trust anyone you dated you didn't trust because it would end poorly
1: i used to be very uh, yeah i mean
0: jealous you said
1: yeah oh my god super jealous you're almost
0: the exact opposite with me to the point where you're saying get this broad off my hands (laughs)
1: Off my hands.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> um, yeah. I was in a super weird spot, and um, but that's fine, you know. Uh, and when I came here, uh, I was also so uncertain about it. It took yeah. me a while to figure it out. And, yeah, um, but that's fine. But you know, I think overall, I'm a lot more chill here than I was. Like, in, I think the comedy club in Canada. Uh, I, you know, I've had conversations with people where because. I felt so comfortable there, yeah, it was I felt it was more, your home, yeah, yeah, I felt more comfortable there than anywhere because i didn't i've had
0: i mean well, you didn't belong anywhere before because, like no. you said at the beginning of this conversation, you were okay at at everything, so you were doing some stand up, you were doing a bit of improv, you were doing a bit of sketch, but it wasn't just one thing and then commercials and stuff like that yeah. And hosting you did some hosting gigs you had two of your own shows and i
1: had no roots anywhere
0: exactly like
1: basically no like,
0: reason to go home and visit your fucking dad and your siblings were long gone my sister then.
1: got married yep. shortly after right my mom passed away and my dad unveiled his this stranger and we were all like well this is the worst possible time to do that <laughs> then my brother knocked up Melissa, yep, and current wife, current wife, either. of course. And now they have uh, beautiful three nieces kids. and nephews, three kids, they're all great. Um, and I think by the time I was kind of thinking about going to college, the house was empty, mm-hmm. you know, or for it was for a bit. And then you know, my dad had a, a really bad situation um, where he was in a coma for a while. So, and I was just starting to do comedy i was doing stuff with cole and andy cole and the punch Dale stuff my first like really young sketch. god forbid
0: your dad gives you five fucking seconds for yourself
1: no and i swear i honestly that was the first time i was like a fuck him scenario and i was like i'm just gonna keep doing just so
0: everybody knows to clarify he did it to himself oh just so it wasn't like a car accident (laughs) or something like it It was like he literally drank himself into a coma yeah and like stressed himself into a coma so it's like you have to somewhat be mad at him to be like fuck you this was so preventable
1: yeah no so preventable he, he he, a friend has a friend was dying of cancer and i yeah. think like
0: but he but he was still drinking
1: oh he yeah and not like we've we've had this conversation because we too talk about how we like drink socially we and love stuff to like party that. yeah and i was like well i, I think I, I i have a pretty good understanding of what a severe alcoholic is and yeah. it's not you know having friends over and drinking too much wine no they lock their door for a week exactly
0: it's a very big difference
1: yeah yeah so uh hopefully i don't become that but
0: oh my god norm how will we survive
1: no we'd be totally fucked like you know it's a horrifying situation if
0: you become an alcoholic and stop listening to everything good i have to say i'm gonna be real upset like
1: you're fuming now Um, i have a
0: lot of good things to say
1: so anyway i was like i was just there's no one around So, so whatever, what's the worst case scenario? You know, I get in trouble and go home and go like, okay, well there's no one to, no one's going to reprimand me. So, um, and then,
0: but you started, so you were starting to do some stuff. Your dad gets in this bad situation.
1: Well, this is what uh, I also talk about this when we're talking about like, um, people getting into comedy, especially like, you know, um, people have been talking about, uh, diversity and being more inclusive yeah. and stuff like that. And the truth is, is I'm not, I'm not a visual minor, you know, like, you know, <clears throat> I, I look white. Mm. I pass. Well, I look Latin. Maybe. Latin yeah, I was some like, kind. I don't know. I'm ethnically ambiguous. I,
0: just, I look white. So right, compare right. yourself to me. I look white.
1: <laughs> right. I look European. <laughs>
0: yeah. Cause you've got a tan. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Whatever. But there's no way. There's no way if, like, my dad was not an alcoholic and my mom was still alive that they would let me do comedy. No. Never. No. No. It's like, you know, there there was some... We're straight off the boat, Portuguese. Yeah. If, it's you, not you a would,
0: cultural thing no. to be, like, pursuing the arts. You, Absolutely not. You'd know
1: I was not white if you came to dinner. Yeah. You know, so, like... Yeah. Like, uh, when you
0: go to... When we went to Portugal... The closest thing to celebrating the arts they have is the bull festival. Right. That is the closest thing that they have.
1: So the only reason I was able to get in is cuz no one was, you know, doing, doing checks and balances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, "Oh, fuck it. Yeah, I'm going to you make fun of my dad on stage and he's not going to know." Yeah. We can talk about him on this podcast. He's not going to fucking He's listen listening. To this. Um so, you know, and then I just That that's the tough part because then it became about I'm gonna start I'm gonna I was so solo and on my own I felt and then as my brother and sister were having kids and having birthdays and doing all that stuff it's like I was doing shows downtown going to parties uh, traveling to sketch comedy festivals I
0: mean this is why you found a home in comedy bar yeah yeah it was like you were the most accepted
1: right right yeah. So, um, that became that the new, and then I also like, you know, moved, did things on a whim, yeah. you know, yeah, move, you moved to New York. And <laughs>
0: you moved here on a whim as well. Moved
1: here on a total whim. Yeah. Yeah. I think, well, mostly I, I, I did privately feel like one of my last times in Canada, I was like totally fucked. Yeah. Like I was sitting in an apartment that I did, I was running out of money.
0: Yeah. And I had
1: very little left. Yeah. I think I had maybe like three months' rent. I had no job in sight. This is like. What are you
0: going to do? What's. You know, it's one of those situations where you got to say, what's keeping me here? Right, right. And usually I use this mantra in a party setting where you look around the party and you're like, what's keeping me here? Nobody. I'm out of here. No. It's the same. Yeah. It's the same with where you live. You're like, if I have a job, mm-hmm. I will stay here. If I don't have a job, if I'm not dating anybody, if I don't have money, why not go fucking try somewhere else? Worst comes to worst, you yeah, move home. Simple. Right.
1: So I did like uh, the show on Discovery Channel for a couple years, which was whatever, and did a show uh, like a panel show on uh, which was terrible. I mean, oh my god, <laughs> I have so much regret doing that show. But money's money. But, yeah, I mean, age, I'll tell you when I was happy, my agent called me and being like, oh, it's going to be like 50 grand for yeah. 10 days. Oh, I my imagine. God, I
0: love being rich. Yes, please. Yeah.
1: Um, because, but anyway, then that all that shit doesn't matter. Well, because the money doesn't really particularly matter. It's like, you know.
0: The money not, just gets you from one place to the next.
1: Yeah, it's, totally. You know what I mean? I've been happy broke. Yeah. You know, so, um, and then, yeah, coming here, When you're thrust into a new situation, my immediate instinct is to be like, yeah, what you were saying, suss out the situation, see who everyone is. Uh, I don't want to like, you know, make an ass of myself. I just got here. Uh, And now I think a lot of people who know me or meet me know me as like, I'm obviously connected to you and Anessa and like just as a a canadian here.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we roll deep the canadians. Right. Yeah. Everybody and, knows that.
1: Yeah, and now it's like I've been in sports for so long. Yeah. And uh I I took a lot of skills that uh as an actor or a comedian or a writer or the you know pr- producing the live show and uh translated that into TV behind the camera
0: yeah but what's so interesting about what you did in your getting to know people because obviously we did not date right when you got here we were still enemies yeah so it was so interesting the way you did it because a lot of people will get in a relationship and then everyone you meet is through them so then when you break up you have no more friends right but it's like what you did was you came in you took a break from dating Um, Or, you know, you only went on a few app dates, but nothing like crazy because you had just come off a pretty bad relationship, which is good because you opened yourself up to making friends and making them on your own. Then, when we got together, first of all, the majority of my friends already knew you because of Vanessa. Right. Knew you as an individual. I was living with Vanessa. And now, exactly. And now, in my old apartment. And now, (laughs) now.
1: (laughs) I'm sure people at home are like, what is going on? I know. It's such
0: a story, guys. It's not even funny. But it's like, now. I think you are known for your job and what you do in the person that gives other people jobs as opposed to, oh, Alana's husband. Right, right. Like, you're seen as an individual because when you're doing Fox and casting everybody, it's not like I'm fucking there. It's not like everything has to go through me. It's like, no. You took the reins. You're doing it yourself. I have nothing to fucking do. I'm not calling in favors for you. Yeah. I'm not doing anything. You have to do it all by yourself.
1: I think also, like, just to to connect it back to, I think in general, uh, in Canada, canada i was successful uh, because i didn't really uh i wanted approval from from people yeah in in terms of like uh for my like artistic ability or comedy ability and stuff like that but i didn't really i didn't really take the losses that bad i kind of just was like oh well whatever it is what it is and moved on yeah and here i mean i have no rep Never had a manager here. I had an agent here who promptly uh, quit to become an actor, (laughs) which was fucking so laughable. I was like, good luck, man. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, you know, uh, that I never really needed the acceptance from, like, my parents or whatever growing up. So I don't really need it too much now. I just, I'm more aware that I kind of just need to do, you know, like when I was first started out in comedy where I was not sure if I was going to be a stand-up I was kind of dabbling in stand-up did that for a few years and you know I feel like I had like 20 minutes I probably Mm -hmm. could have like built it up to something and but then I was like no I don't really like that this whole vibe and I was like I'm gonna do improv a little bit of improv I'll do a little bit of sketch comedy and then whichever one kind of I've happened to takes. fall into... Yeah, with yeah, takes, I'll just pursue. And it was sketch comedy and com- then doing commercials and then doing TV uh, in front of the camera. And then here, I was like the same mentality. You know, what am I going to do here that um, that like I can live here doing? Exactly. And uh, that's just trial and error. Eventually, yeah. you're like, I was doing the dabbling in the UCB stuff and I was like, this is not going to work for me. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to... I'm too old I've done too much already to to start a, a sketch comedy group all over again I already did that you yeah know, and that's fine in Canada yeah half did. of
0: why I did UCB was to make friends yeah yeah because I had a I knew a couple people here but I didn't you know, like everybody already had their own thing going because they had all lived here before me. So I pretty much only had Emily when I got here. Yeah. Um, And we definitely stuck together, which was nice. But eventually I was out on my own.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in Canada, it's too small. There's you know you you You're friends with everybody, friends you know everybody. It's yeah. hard
0: hard to have an enemy in Canada to the point where when we were enemies and people found out we were dating, it was still tied up and dr- everyone was like, "What?" Like they right. couldn't believe we were enemies in such a small community, and then we dated.
1: Right. It's because it's <laughs> it's because I think a lot of the times when you move a place, people's perception of you was the last time that you were there.
0: Oh my god, totally. And, Which uh, means I suck. <laughs> According to everybody in Canada,
1: <laughs> well, people probably still think that you're just a wild man, and like you just you were just you, you were just unhinged. like an insane unhinged person, oh
0: my God, if you think I like to party now,
1: you should
0: see me back in the day the and, drugs
1: and we did still have some fun when when you were you know when we were not when enemies. we were
0: friends in the beginning, yeah, we had a fucking blast, we were hanging yeah, out totally. nonstop yeah. Then we became enemies casually because you called me a bitch on Facebook. God, here we go. I'll never give it up. <laughs> that lasted about a decade.
1: Yeah, yeah. Then we got over it. Well, it's because you left.
0: I left. And so we there never was no, had then you an opportunity. Left. Yeah. So there was no making up. No. We until you got here. Yeah,
1: we didn't even really think about it probably.
0: Mm.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway. Thinking- so you're
0: here you're You're finding a different way in in a completely different type of job than you've ever done,
1: yeah, and and you know, I'd say like for the most part, to connect it right back to the very beginning, when I look around, I think it's a miracle. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean it, it's when you think about the situation that i could have been in
0: look where we live now you were living in a studio beside anessa in her studio oh God, when Harvard you first Street. got here yeah. in that little it wasn't even a pull-out couch it was the just Ikea, pull-out cushion like, it was like
1: a children's
0: yes, fluff and you cube. and Nessa were living side by side in a very tiny studio you yeah, she made it cute thing. but it was small there's no it's a studio It can only be so big
1: yeah, and I and was now look at you. just walking around, going to the movies. You know, f- I felt like a fucking zombie when I first got here. It was yeah. hot all the time. My clothes didn't fit right. It sucked. Um, yeah. And then trying to th- see if I could, you know, um, I, I also came here and was like, didn't even have the desire to be like auditioning all the mm-hmm. time. And I, I so kind of was what? Over, yeah. then what the fuck? Because that's I all do? you knew. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, it, it worked out with, um, you know looking into a small fox egg that kept kind of growing, growing and growing, growing. growing. Yeah. yeah call me back call me back yeah um because i think uh being in canada and all that stuff you develop a voice a lot quicker than
0: yeah well you have to yeah
1: yeah um but yeah things are good you know again uh looking around the house sometimes and you know, just even like walking home or walking in and having the dog and you are around and we have a hammock in the backyard and we had a barbecue <laughs> and friends over. And we
0: have a hammock.
1: You know, whatever. All Vanessa that.
0: has a hammock in her apartment. I know.
1: <laughs> having all that shit uh, and all this stuff, it's like the stuff is whatever. But the, the fact that I'm in a situation that isn't like, first of all, that I'm not moving. I think this is finally a spot that we're like, oh, okay. Well, we live here. I think like was looking it up, and I had like ten addresses yeah. in twelve years. Like it's nuts. Um, but
0: it feels like you have. You feel planted to me now. It feels like you have roots. Like that, yeah, that's settled. exactly
1: what I was gonna say. I never. I don't. I had haven't had roots since like elementary school yeah, <laughs> yeah. seriously yeah because high school was a mess and I have no recollection of it really.
0: yeah then it's your 20s bopping around Toronto we're all losing our fucking minds
1: tons of family shit going on yeah. and all this stuff Forget and it. Then, like you know she's not gonna listen to this but like it, it, my first beginnings of acting and, and stuff my sister started going nuts and that was a huge issue and,
0: mm-hmm. um, and also, I just want you to know I'm really offended you don't think your family would listen to this
1: uh, yeah yeah <laughs> I don't I'm think joking. it's going to happen.
0: I don't listen to this. I've never heard an episode of my own podcast. <laughs> why would I? I'm nauseating.
1: No, no, you're good. Thanks. Um But yeah, I, I think um, overall, I look around in the situation I'm in now, and I think it's pretty good.
0: So, to get back to mm-hmm. where we began, yeah. you started this podcast at a roaring six. You explained why, because it's rags to riches in terms of like starting in a bad situation and mm-hmm. then... Coming up into a much better situation that you built by yourself because literally nobody helped you.
1: Yeah, and I think I have the. I think if there's a certain amount of confidence now that if a bad situation does come up, I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I've been through worse.
0: Well, you did. Because <laughs> yeah. it not not even worse of the comparison, but like just to give a kind of sadder example, even when Zoa passed away. Mm-hmm. You sadly had been through cancer before of seeing somebody deteriorate, deteriorate and then pass away ultimately, yeah. and then you were left alone here at Christmas because I had to go home. That was devastating. I do apologize, but for actually, that. I,
1: that's actually fine by me, you yeah. know what I mean? Because that happened
0: and you processed it, yeah. I was like, oh,
1: this is what happens somebody yeah. dies away and you have Christmas alone, <laughs> yeah. but it's
0: like, you, you know what I mean? It's just like that you've been through stuff, but that, in my opinion, helped you to reel it in a bit about the zoa stuff so you could be there for me in which i had never experienced anything like that well i mean you know not many people experience a child dying but anyways i hadn't really experienced the death of somebody so close to me
1: but a child with a mother it's like the reverse of that
0: yes it's just it's so complicated but the whole point all this to say is that part of me feels like Because you don't get too excited about things or you also don't get too upset about things, it keeps you even keel so you can just take it in, process it, not dwell on it. Not to say you don't think of your mom or Zoa, obviously, but it's like not dwell on it. Mm -hmm. Just continue on with your life. And I think that's why you have so much because you quite simply are a survivor.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, that's good.
0: So, Norm, how are you feeling now? One to well, ten. Well,
1: now I feel guilty saying like a six is, seems low. I guess I not at to be, all. Really? Oh, okay. a six
0: for you is high. Oh, I thought you came in pretty good. You still feeling that? Are you feeling a bit better no, or I worse? No, feel, I
1: feel better. I mean, yeah, I guess you know. It's, I guess reiterating like the the coming through the shit to like figure out it's like a what it was Andy Dufresne and Shawshank Redemption just crawling through the shit tube to yeah. get at the other side.
0: But you know what? He found his freedom, and you found that in me.
1: And you're Morgan Freeman. I'm Morgan Freeman. Uh, and me of the dogs is Brooks, who hangs himself in the
0: library. Uh, Norm, before we scoot on out of here, uh, we have something very exciting coming up. We are doing BugCon okay. this weekend, the fake convention we do every single year that I right. ask to be a part of. So I made a Send post. Send your questions in. Huh? Send in your questions. If you have questions about self-esteem, how to love yourself, or anything else in and around that, do DM me at the only Atlanta Johnson on Instagram at Alana underscore Johnston on Twitter. Do you know who your guest is going to be for that yet? You, you're the panel, and Anessa. Uh, Oh, great. Yeah, yeah, she confirmed. Cool. So it's going to be, it's me, Norm, and Anessa. We're going to be answering all the questions, and then we will release the episode on the main feed. So please send in your questions. We are very excited about this. Anessa
1: Frantowski, if people.
0: Yes, who has done, who has come on the podcast a million times. To my delight. Norm. Where can we find you so we can see your videos when you post them this week? Oh,
1: I was going to say, you can find me in the house that we <laughs> live in together. No,
0: where can we see you to find your videos?
1: Uh, we do the- your sketches. Oh, I mean, I'll, I, put, I put everything on Instagram, mm-hmm. really. Um, some things I won't because I'm not proud of them, but uh, <laughs> yeah, the things that I think are half decent, I'll put on there.
0: And you are at?
1: Oh, just at Norm Souza for everything.
0: Isn't this plain Jane just enough? Everybody, if you loved this podcast, which you did, do check out our Patreon, where I'm doing monthly calls uh, with some of the listeners. We have bonus episodes of people coming back. And guess what? For $1,000, I'll fly you out here on one-way ticket with Spirit Airlines and spend one hour with you.
1: No one's taking it up on that.
0: Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Norm, what a treat. Yeah. See you in the house.
1: Talk to you soon. Bye.
0: Believe in yourself believe in your body rock 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 it's the self-esteem